Episode 55, Susie Parker is certified, but does that matter? The Online Course Guy Podcast. Regular people are taking their knowledge and content and packaging it up in an online course, and they're making a living doing it. Didn't you take some kind of course that covered this stuff? Check it out. It's a good course. It's a good class. Ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready? Here's the Online Course Guy. Jack Hopkins. Let's go, go, go. Hello, everyone. Jack Hopkins here, and welcome to another episode of the Online Course Guy podcast. Today on the show, I was joined by Susie Parker, who is a baby sleep consultant and, of course, has an online course on that subject. And I'm excited to share with you her story of how she got into this, her wins, her failures, what she's working on next coming up in the full episode here shortly. But first, let's talk about today's sponsor, and that is, of course, Bonjoro. If you have an online course, you should absolutely be using Bonjoro to thank your customers when they sign up for your course, or there are plenty of other applications to use Bonjoro. And guys, it's only like $20 a month. That's the premium version of their product. I pay for a lot of different SaaS products. You know, I use ActiveCampaign and ClickFunnels. There's a lot that, there's, there's a lot that, are way more than $20 a month. Bonjour is one of the cheapest SaaS products that I use. But if you're still not convinced, definitely check out their free 14-day trial by heading to bonjouro.com slash Jacques. And you can spell my name J-A-C-Q-U-E-S. So my favorite thing from the interview with Susie Parker came when she was talking about her certification that she has for being a sleep consultant because early on in the conversation, she mentions her certification. And a little bit later on, I asked her, okay, how important is that certification? Like how directly applicable is that application to say course sales, you know, success of your students, things like that. And she's, she was just straight up said, it's not, it's not important. So I was curious about that because she's the one that brought it up initially, but then she said, it's not that important. And I think she would agree that the quality of your course, the quality of the material, and how successful you, your students are, are what's important and not any ne- necessarily any certifications you actually have. I have no certifications in teaching piano yet. I have one of the most popular and most effective piano courses on the internet. Now, that doesn't necessarily apply to every single industry, but for most it does. Your certification is your student's results. So there's plenty more good stuff in this interview with Susie Parker. Let's jump into it right now. Hi, Susie. Welcome to the show. Well, hello. Tell me about your background with, what do you do, sleep consulting? Yep, sleep consulting. I am a sleep consultant, actually a certified sleep consultant. I'll make it more, um, you know, authoritative. I actually have a certification in sleep consulting, but I came into this business because of my own challenges. I have two girls and they now are older, five and seven, but back when they were young, I did everything wrong with my first daughter. So (laughs) I didn't really know much about sleep back then, but when my second daughter was born, she just came out of the womb with those beady eyes and having no ability to fall asleep on our own. So we knew at that moment we were pretty much screwed because she just was not your typical sleeping baby. So literally came into this business because as I was getting out of my sleep-deprived fog, I realized, wait, I could have helped myself. I would love to help others. I know that there's 
help to be had um, to make these horrible sleeping days be a little easier. And that's how my business was born. What were you doing before before all this? So um, working in corporate America, and I was always that kid that wanted to be an entrepreneur, and I didn't really know what that meant. And I never really, you know, went down the path. I had like a small little jewelry business, you know, in, in the 2000s, but that didn't really grow or anything. But from there, I was like, God, I really want to start something. And it wasn't until this idea came from the sky that I, I had... I'm like, oh my God, there's a certification. And I thought that was really important at the time. And I'm like, let's do it. I signed up the next day. And then three months later, my website was up. Wow, that's awesome. And I know there's, I know from personal experience, there's a great need for for what you do. You know, my my daughters are are one and three. And when my first daughter came out, she was a she was a great sleeper. You know, she was sleeping through the night at like three weeks. And then my second daughter comes around and like she's four weeks old and she's still waking up a couple of times in the night. And because of our only experience, we're like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> and she ended up sleeping through the night at like eight weeks, which is still a blessing, but it's like, it felt like she was so far behind, but we have friends that, you know, had kids that were like about to turn one, still not sleeping well. And I know at least one of them ended up hiring a sleep consultant. So it's really interesting the way you got into this with your own experience and then eventually turning it into some sort of online course. Tell me about that. Yeah, so 2014 I started my business and you know, I loved and I can give the testimonial. I didn't spend a ton of money to get my business up and running. It was basically I DIY'd a website and people learned, "Oh, why? I can hire you." And I got clients. But it wasn't until about 2015 that I learned about this online world that was emerging. It was probably the end of 2015. And so I was like, I am going to create a course. I, I don't need to do the one-to-one anymore. I can do the one-to-many. And just it, like literally a passion was born in this online space that I just really didn't know about. And so I was like, how can I create a course? So um, I found out or I figured for my business and I have pretty much a few different segments, but the toddlers are the age two to six. And I said, it's probably going to be easier if I start there. Um, so people don't do what I did I, because I started with what I thought would be easiest, not necessarily what isn't most in demand. And I did create my course. I pre-sold it. I did get some people to buy. Um, and then I relaunched it a couple of times. And of course it was never good enough. So I had to redo it and all that stuff. So I spent about a year just working on that course. And you know what? I realized I need to be focusing on the other areas and get other courses up and running. And I'd say the babies courses are much more of a larger segment of my audience and much more in demand. So you came from corp- the corporate world and then you became a one-on-one sleep consultant. How did you know even where to start to put together an online course? So I started back in the day that teachable wasn't teachable at that time, but I stumbled upon this used fedora at the time and I, they had some resources, but I knew my skill set said, there's no way that I'm going to be able to do this on my own with WordPress. So that's why I bought into the hosting model. And I knew technically, you know, challenge wise that I could quickly get a course up and running. Did I know what I was doing? Not really. I mean, I was following some of the experts and really, you know, listening to their webinars and pitches and all that and kind of following their model. But 
did I have any sort of institutional education background to know what is goes along with a good course? No. And do I have that now? Probably not. I just do what I think is good, which might not be the right answer for getting a course up and running. So I'm on uh, sleepbabylove.com right now. Is that your main website where you promote mm-hmm. your services? Yeah. All right. So can I even get to your courses from this site? Yes. So services mm-hmm. and then online courses. Oh, I see it now. It's a little drop down under services. All right. Let me check I, out what you Yeah. Have. So feel free to do that. But I will say while you're looking, um, it is interesting because I don't think people are like when you say, oh, buy a course, they don't really know what that means, but it's not as appealing as like, I need help. I need to hire somebody. So I didn't want to cannibalize my one-on-one work because that is at a much higher price point for me. So I will say my website gets about over a million hits a year, just in organic search and social media. So by email marketing, they're being notified about the courses. So I rarely, I barely sell a one-on-one course, one-on-one consultation to them via email. They're learning mostly about my course, courses only. So I thought it was important that I, I don't throw it in their face. Maybe that's right or wrong. Who knows? (laughs) So I clicked on the online courses link and it looks like this is a teachable hosted page now where you've got the three courses available. Uh, but it's still, no, it, it did redirect me to familysuccessacademy.com. Okay. Right. That's interesting. And I see the third course is called preschooler sleep made easy. Is that the first course you put together? Yeah, that was the first one. And so if you click on view more, there should be some other stuff too, that they just feature the top three. Ah, yeah. You've yeah. got seven courses. Wow. Look at this. Right. But I will say that the three are preschooler sleep made easy, sleep training made easy, and baby naps made easy. Those are like my my core courses. Um, I have some other stuff that like upsells and downsells and all that stuff. Right. And then I see you package it all up. I said seven courses, but really the bottom one says all my courses bundle, which is get all your courses for nine ninety seven. That's a cool way to do it. Do people uh, frequently take you up for that, that one. <laughs> I'm still waiting. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I think it's like too much, too much of an overwhelm to just be able to say, Hey, buy all my courses, um, at once when they have a very specific need. So or maybe they're skeptical from, from my experience, you know, with my own kids and just from friends having kids as well, you know, if you determine you need help with your kids sleeping, I feel like maybe books are the first place people turn. Uh, and then second, if a book doesn't work, then maybe a, a, a one-on-one consultant and then online course would probably be last on the list. Is that a fair assessment? I, I think that that's pretty right. They, there's two types of parents. Number one, the parent who has read every book and read every website and they're out there and they still buy from me. Then you have the people who have not even a concept that a sleep consultant exists and they're stumbled upon me some way. And I, when I'm explaining what my true, you know, course is, they're like, oh my God, I need that. Obviously, I, I'm marketing well and making sure that they, you know, admitting their pain points. So there's no real one-on-one, you know, one size fits all. I do think a lot of parents intend to read a book or want to read a book, but then they start reading the book and it's very overwhelming. And I'm selling simplicity. I'm selling don't worry about having something that is not applicable to your child. Let me help you understand what's important and what you need to focus on. 
And that's the problem with books is that they do get overwhelming. Um, and especially when the parents come to me, they're very, they're exhausted, they're overwhelmed, they're not even sure that they can stay awake during to drive their kids to school. So they re, it's almost like a crisis mode. So those people are probably hiring me one-on-one. Um, and then, you know, you have the people who are finding me online, just dipping their toe in buying a course. Sure. So I'm, I'm obviously a huge fan of online courses and I read one book on, on kids sleeping right before my first kid was born. And that's all I felt like I needed, but I would have much rather take an online course. Um, there's just so many advantages to that, but I had no idea that you and your courses existed at the mm-hmm. time. How you missed out. I apparently <laughs> like, how do how, what's your strategy for trying to get your message in front of the, the right people at the right time? For example, right. me three years ago. So it's a good, it's a good question. And I don't necessarily know that I have it nailed down, but I think I'm, I'm into the people who they're, they're ready. They're searching on the internet. I need to fix this or that. So they're knee deep in the problem. So I have the solution right there when they're ready for it. When, you know, in your case and in my case too, I did the exact same thing. I read a book about sleep when I was pregnant. And it's like, at the end of the day, you don't really know what that means. You don't know what it means to have a baby who doesn't go to sleep. You don't know what it means to, you know, in your case, have a baby who slept right away. Like you didn't know what to expect. And I, I try to explain to people now, like, don't overthink it early on because you have no idea what you're going to get and why complicate things. But regardless, I read the book and I said, we're going to be doing this and I'm never going to have the child with pacifier and I'm never going to do this. And I was very judgmental. And then I had a kid and like every bad habit is like, you know, exists. So we can be so well-intended, but it's probably never going to be, parenting is never going to be like you expect it to be. And that's just the truth. (laughs) So once again, I got to your courses by just going to your homepage and then clicking online courses. Have you thought about implementing any sort of scarcity with your courses to where they're not always available? Yes. So I do launches and I do scarcity with discount codes as well. The problem that I've had and why I haven't completely taken them off or not make them available is that people do find me and just buy full price the course because again, it's a problem at that moment. So unlike probably you're interviewing all these business coaches, like there's a million different business coaches out there that are selling a very similar product. And in the life cycle of it, you know, if you, you could sell me on launches today and list building tomorrow, and I probably need both you know, you're probably not going to need sleep training made easy unless you're going through a very specific part, you know, component. And I didn't want to have it be where I just lose them. And then they're not on my email list. And my email list is not as well timed because again, of the issues at very specific times. So who knows if it's the right answer or not, but I do find that people just randomly find me no relationship and buy a course because it's a lower priced than a one-on-one. That's uh, that's perfectly fair. Next, I would like to know a little more about Teachable. I don't have any courses myself on Teachable, but I know it's crazy popular. Can you tell me why you landed on it? And how you- <laughs> Yes, I will tell you, I am moving off of Teachable. Oh, no. <laughs> so it's not a bad thing. I came onto the Kartra bandwagon. Do you know what Kartra is? I know, spell, I know that that you're one. using K-A-R-T-R-A. Okay, no, I'm not familiar with it. Okay, it's basically an all-in-one marketing solution. So I saw that you're a ClickFunnel guy and... I, it's basically that 
but I think, I, I don't know, through my limited research, it just seemed like it was pretty um, helpful for where I needed to be in my business. So I was hodgepodging all of these systems together and I couldn't really get a good visibility. So when they said, you have one system to deal with, it just, it really sang my tune. So I, I do believe I'm still going to probably use Teachable in some component of it, my business. I don't think I'm going to completely move away, but you know, if Kartra is successful for my business, which I really am hoping it will be, there's no reason I shouldn't be taking advantage of their course site. But I can speak to Teachable, but what I really enjoyed about them is they just made things super easy for me to get a site up, a course up. Um, I downloaded, I did a screen share, a lesson, I uploaded it to Google Drive, and I clicked a button on Teachable, and it was in my site within minutes. I will say Kartra is not as easy that way. I have to copy embed code. Is it hard? No, but Teachable made it very easy. And um, I also think that they're, the look and the feel of it is a really positive um, course platform where it looks professional, the sales pages look good. Um, so I was pretty happy with it. Okay, good. So am I hearing you correctly that you're, you don't, there's no real disadvantages you've noticed in Teachable other than the fact that it, it's a, it's a one trick pony. It's just for your course itself. And something like Kartra, which I'm, I've never heard of does more than that. Maybe does landing pages, order forms. Exactly. It has, it has a more robust cart. I think that the Teachable cart to me, I, I wish had a couple thousand whistles, but it had, um, obviously my email marketing will be in there as well. So cool. plus it does affiliates, landing, help desk. It just does a lot more to make my overall one, one-stop shop as opposed to using three systems right now. Great. And that's one of the reasons I recommend the ClickFunnels to people. So why, why Kartra over something like ClickFunnels? You know, I never really did ClickFunnels. I never really looked into it. I, I do like Russell Brunson. I read his book. Um, it was just, I, I wasn't at that point where I really felt I needed it. And maybe I just didn't understand what it did. Kartra really came along at the time, like when I was like, God, I, I wish I knew when people were buying, you know, in my process. Um, the only thing I have to say, and I, I actually saw your site was ClickFunnels and I was like pretty impressed. I bought something off of somebody in ClickFunnels and it was their membership and it was horrible, like a horrible user experience. Like mm -hmm. I had to enter my information and I put in the wrong email so I couldn't get in and where it should all be, Kartra makes it integrated where you wouldn't have had to enter your email to log in. So anyway. I think everything has advantages. Also, Kartra has an amazing price point, and I'm kind of cheap. <laughs> um, and, you know, I've been drinking the Kool-Aid. I just think that for my business, it's really made it a little easier. Well, hey, that's that's fair. I, I, I'm genuinely curious because I like, you know, as the online course guy, I like to know all the different options to host an online course. And this one's new to me. Uh, I do like ClickFunnels a lot. One of my least favorite things about ClickFunnels is the membership site. And I keep hoping they're going to improve it. But just being able to have all that, all the stuff in one place, my, you know, landing pages and my order forms and everything in one place. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my, my piano in 21 days course is in click funnels and I don't get any complaints. You know, a lot of it is how you set it up too. And I feel mm -hmm. like I've done the best job I can with the tools they have to set up, a, you know, the best possible membership site inside of click funnels as it is, but Hey, Kartra may be better. Yeah. And it, exactly. I'll, I'll send you, um, how to, how to start your free trial 
and your users too, because what I find is it's so new. I mean, it's really new. It's the last couple months. Um, it's a webinar jam, people. That in oh, Jenkins. Sure, so, sure, yeah. So um, I do think that it's so new that people just haven't heard of it. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I'm not Miss Tech Savvy, and I I got served it up, you know. Uh, so it's right. funny when people are like, I I don't even know what you're talking about. Like, well, this is the time. I am, you know. I'm kind of, I like being on the ground floor of something. So I'm sticking with it. I see now as I, as I scroll through the Kartra page, like it does have a lot of the look and feel of webinar jam and ever webinar, which Mm -hmm. I got sucked into their, um, their pitch years ago when they were first launching webinar jam. And at this point, I'm glad I did because I was able to get, you know, 300 bucks for lifetime access. And now it's like three or $500 every year you have to pay for webinar jam. So. Oh yeah, that's that's great. I um that's how I'm sticking with Webinar Ninja because I have a lifetime access and I'm like it's only getting better. So, um what Karcher does not require a specific webinar component, but obviously that's what they're never going to integrate with because they want you to buy Webinar Jam. I'm assuming that's the business model. All right. So, that's enough about promoting Kartra. Yeah. Let's uh let's shift yeah. gear a little bit. I wanted to ask you a little bit about your certification. You mentioned that early on and I was uh, looking on your site and it says certified by FSI uh, Family Sleep Institute. My question is how important do you think that is for your business? Because for example, I don't have any sort of certifications on piano mm-hmm. or teaching online courses or anything like that. Yeah, so I don't think it's important at all. And I say that with the utmost respect to FSI. What it's important for me at that time was I felt it was help me kind of get my leg up. Like, I'm like, I'm certified. Look at me. So, you know, in respect to starting my business and, you know, I think the increased prices, but, you know, it was less than $2,000 at the time, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe right around there. So I'm like $2,000 for like an MBA, like that's nothing. And that was really my only cost of doing business. There are some certification components to it. I do think the camaraderie of having a group and a course at this, you know, so basically that was like a live course um, where we were, you know, a group of 20 people were going through it at the same time. I do think that helps. There's, of course, going to be situations where I can bump, um, you know, rationale like, hey, what do you think? What do you do here? Do I think that you need it? No. Do I think it's helpful for me? Yes. And do I think that other people need it or not need it? No. I think that they can equally start their business and be successful, but I don't regret doing it. And I will say that, you know, I, I actually teach my clients based on my own experiences. So that is unique to me. So not everybody has had my experiences. They might've had your experiences. And yes, I had a toddler who had sleep challenges too. So I really come at this, like, I know what it feels like. I know what you're going through as opposed to somebody else who might not even have kids or for whose kids were sleeping through the night at three weeks or eight weeks, to be honest, that's you. Um, then they, you wouldn't have the same teaching style that I would. So I think I bring a lot of that to the where are where's your traffic coming from to your site? So Google mostly. I've you know I, I mentioned I hit about I'm on trend to be like maybe 1.2 million. I'm trying to get to the 1.5 million hits, um, but you know it's my top articles. 
it's long form posts, organic search. And like, how intentional is that? I mean, did you just get lucky or did, was there a strategy you used? So I'm now using it as a strategy. I think in the beginning, I had no idea what I'm doing, was doing. Um, so I think that I was like, oh, I was putting blog posts up, but they weren't very good or didn't really know what anything is. Um, I think now Google, now what I know, you know, Google probably sees me as more reputable. I, I do try and post content here or there. So what I'm noticing is, um, is obviously my stuff is getting a little higher. I just created a 7,000 word post. <laughs> yes. And that was intentional. Um, and that was intended to rank number one. And within days, it ranked number one for that keyword. So it didn't have the year timeline to kind of move up in ranking. So that's good. That, that sounds great. Yeah, absolutely. What are you struggling with in your business? Oh, lots of stuff. Um, so I think that email marketing, touching the people at the right time, you know, I don't know that my people want to be touched. I don't know if they want to hear from me. I, I get so many unsubscribes and I take them personally, not necessarily that they unsubscribe. It's just what am I doing wrong in my messaging? And so I think that that is, I'm doing something wrong in my messaging where, you know, I'm trying to sell them stuff here or there. I'm trying to educate them, but they might have a toddler, but I'm talking about baby stuff. So how do I keep it fresh? How do I keep it unique and, you know, time of the essence? And I just haven't really nailed that out, figured out that out yet. That's interesting. Are you implementing any sort of segmentation strategy in order to, to leave that pain point? So, yes. Um, I, I have them segmented. <laughs> I don't have, once they get past the like, you know, initial email exchange and trying to show value, I don't have that segmented even further. And so, and also that seems inundate, you know, like ridiculously overwhelming that I have to send two different emails to, you know, let's say if I wanted to touch them every week. Um, but one thing that, you know, I, I just try and keep working on is, even though you're, uh, hey, you have a baby today, tomorrow you don't have the sleep issue. So it is a short-term, it is very short-term problem. So they just totally might not be interested at all in the topic anymore, not so much interested in me. So I do try and scrub my list pretty regularly. Like if they don't open an email in 90 days, you're kicked off. I might have an email or two, but to get them re-engaged, but it's like, bye-bye. Like I don't, I don't want to have a list of 50,000 people because at the end of the day, they really are probably not in my, you know, ideal customer anymore. Yeah, I definitely can, can see some potential segmentation issues with your business model because your clients are, are basically babies and they change ages so quickly. And so I can envision maybe like right after, right after an opt-in or when somebody opts in, you ask them, okay, how old is you, you ask the parent, how old is your kid? And maybe they haven't, they're, they're pregnant, haven't had the kid yet, but like six months later, it's like a totally different game. And so you almost have to find a way to automatically update the segmentation as time goes. I know. Yeah. So I, I haven't figured that out. That's probably where I just need to hire it out because I I always try. I do give them the out. So if I'm about to launch something about sleep training and you have a toddler, hey, click here and you're not going to see these emails anymore. But I mean, let's just be honest. I have not done a great job there. It's not perfect by any means. And unfortunately, I mean, my unsubscribes are very high. So 
Well, it's, it's funny to, you know, talk to people like yourself and find out all the different intricacies of the different, of the different businesses. I wouldn't have thought about that, but unless we got into this conversation deep, mm-hmm. like we are, because with piano in 21 days, I am doing segmentation, but like I'll ask people how old they are and they'll, you know, they get, they get choices like twenties, thirties, forties, fifties, sixties. And like, if they answer fifties, well, five years later, there's a good chance they're still in their fifties. I don't need to worry about updating that information in my database. But how does that affect if what you're going to sell to them? Do you have like a 21 days for old people or young people? <laughs> that's a, that's a really, really funny question. You know, I, I found, I found you in your course by a, a, an online course creator roundup on Pat Flynn's site. So I'm, I'm assuming you're familiar with Pat Flynn and he's, he's, you know, he's talked a lot about segmentation in the past, and I'm actually implementing a segmentation strategy right now. And one of the most important factors certainly isn't age. It's more like, you know, what's your, um, what's your biggest goal on the piano? Is it to write music? Is it to just, you know, play in the comfort of your own home? Is it to impress some other people? It's the answer to that question, which I am asking people as well. But I bring up Pat Flynn because, you know, I don't know if you're familiar with his Ask, Ask Pat um, podcast. Mm-hmm. Are you? Yeah. Well, I just, you know, I had the opportunity for the first time to actually speak to him last week one-on-one because I'm, I'm going to be on that podcast. And we talked the whole show about segmentation. And so oh, cool. I've got a lot of data. Um, all this to say that I haven't quite implemented exactly what I'm going to do with this. I just have the one course. But if I take his advice, I'm going to just be marketing to the different segments of people differently. Mm-hmm. And do you do it all yourself? No, no. I have a team. And that's actually the next thing I wrote down. I wanted to ask you, do you have any sort of team? Well, no, that is, that's a goal. Um, you know, and it's, and it's funny because I know the value of it and I'm like, what would I have them do? Oh, it's easier for me to just do it myself. I do have a VA. I do now give a lot more to her than I have ever in the past. I just maybe in the last few months started working with her. Um, I completely outsourced my Pinterest strategy and Pinterest used to be my largest, um, you know, source referral source. And it's unfortunately just fallen by the wayside once before booster went away. Do you even know about this? No. Yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, it's all the rage board booster doesn't exist anymore, but that was the reason I think I was so successful. But anyway, Thankfully, my organic traffic increased to make up for the shortfall in Pinterest traffic. So I don't do Pinterest. I don't do my images. Um, So before with every blog post, I went into Canva, created my image. I don't even touch it. I just say, hey, this this blog post is ready to go. And yeah, so I'd say I'm getting better. Um, The email segmentation is probably the biggest component. And it's probably not just email segmentation. It's just a whole email strategy. I I know I want to outsource. And before I moved to Kartra, I was on active campaign too. And it was just broken. I knew I needed to hire somebody and I did find somebody that I wanted to hire. And then I was like, oh, I'm just going to switch. Maybe that will solve my problems. So I don't know if it did or not. (laughs) Well, I'm a huge fan of active campaign as well. That's what I use. So if you're asking I me, I bet that wasn't the problem, but you never know. Well, exactly. And that's a great conversation to have about email deliverability amongst different platforms. And I wish I knew the answer, but I found a huge spike when I changed over. So just as a, as a key point, and guess what I found? A huge okay. decrease. 
<laughs> so not a decrease, but back to my old ways. That spike, I think it's like, oh, it's new. I'm going to send it to your inbox. And then until we realize people are not replying or buying or subscribing, whatever they do, and then now they're just going to put it back into the promo folder. So that's a whole conversation. I, it's just very top of mind for me because it's like, just shake the tree, get in my, if, if you can, my message can go in your main inbox. I do way better. <laughs> that's a, that's a big, a big challenge for sure. And you mentioned that you do, you know, unsubscribe people if they haven't opened something in 90 days. And I think that's a big part of it. So it's good. You're doing that. Yeah. Well, I, I think in my business, I get a lot of organic email subscribers. That's, Mm-hmm. One of the good things that I get, <laughs> not that I don't have a lot of good things in my business, but you know, I think that that's the key is that for how many people I bring in, I should be selling a lot more. And I think that email, Gmail, you know, emails going to the promo folder are definitely, it's kind of a, a thorn in my side that I just need to, to figure out how to best optimize. You just real quick, what email service provider did you switch to? Kartra an all-in-one. Oh, okay. So that's the, okay. So you are, you are using Kartra. You just haven't moved your courses over to it yet. Yeah. And I have some courses being gotcha. over there, but I haven't fully moved everything. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, next question for you, Susie is for somebody who is uh, where you were a few years ago and they just, they're just getting their idea for their online course, uh, but they're not really sure what steps to take to actually make it a reality because they're you know, their background is on whatever their thing is they're going to make their course about. And they don't really know about marketing and online business and all this. What, what advice do you have for somebody like that? So I really think that you just need to pre-sell. Don't spend a ton of time creating until you know that you're going to actually be, you know, selling it. Even if you get a couple sales that you have that motivation to create the product. I think that that validation is so important is before you start spending all this time on something. And I think having that deadline to tell people, oh, my course is going to be up on September 1st is going to get help get it done. Um, so that's number one. Number two, don't spend too much money on a course platform. And I'll speak for Teachable. They have the pro plan. It's really shiny object, bells and whistles. You don't need it until you can really truly validate your course and know how much you're going to bring in. Um, I spent, I was on the free plan once I started. So even though you take a percentage out of your sales, I think that's worth it to know that you can sell it. Um, now that Kartra is $89 to start, I don't feel that that's a huge risk to have the whole enchilada, if you will. So at least, you know, I could say that you're getting, you're checking off a lot of boxes with that number. Um, but don't, don't buy, I mean, don't buy something that's $300 a month to validate your course. You just don't need it. It's just not that important. And just go, just do it. Like don't overthink it. So jumping back a second, because I just thought of something related to the email deliverability. There's a tool that you can use if, I don't know if you've heard of it before, but it's called Send Forensics. Mm. Have you heard of it? No, you know, I've heard, I investigated a couple things. Maybe that was one of them, but I'll, I'll look at it again. 
Yeah, it's pretty cool because it it spits out actionable advice. That's why I like it. And so I'm sure there are people listening to this that are struggling with email deliverability too. I think we all are to some extent, but check out sinforensics.com and they do have, uh, I've only ever used their free version. I think you can just do more with the paid version, but you just, uh, you just send, you add their email to your email sequence or even just a particular email and it'll, it'll tell you if there's anything in the body of the email and the subject or anything with your mail server itself, if there's anything at all that could increase deliverability. And it'll tell you like, this email will hit 80% of Gmail users inboxes. And it'll hit 70% of Yahoo users email uh, inboxes. And if you want to jump that up to 90%, do this, this and this. Cool. I'm, I'm on it. That's when we hang up. Thank you. You got it. All right, Susie. Well, look, let's, uh, let's wrap this up. It's been an absolute pleasure talking with you about this stuff. To, to wrap it up, uh, let the audience know if there's anything else you want to share with them and where they can find you online. Well, if you have a sucky sleeping child, sleepbabylove.com. And you know, I'll always be there for actionable advice. My blog has a ton of free resources. And then, of course, if you ever needed help further, that's what I'm here for through my services. Thanks, Susie. Thank you. That's going to do it for this episode. To find all the detailed show notes and links that we talked about in this discussion, you can head to theonlinecourseguy.com slash 55. Don't forget about our sponsor of today's podcast, which will absolutely help you. I used it for over a year before it became the sponsor of this podcast. You can get a free 14-day trial of Bonjoro by heading to bonjoro.com slash Jacques. And also my online course workshop, completely free. You can get it at theonlinecourseguy.com. If you want to create or grow an online, a wildly profitable online course, you need this training. Once again, head to theonlinecourseguy.com and stay tuned for the next episode of the Online Course Guy podcast where it's going to be a solo show and I'm talking all about the morality of having an evergreen launch funnel. Stay tuned.